You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. I start the show off with my tail between my legs at the very mood that Doug Branson is currently in. I'm scared of what might come out of his mouth in this podcast because I wanted Doug. I usually, I, I, I want Doug's happiness over anything really in life, and I can't get it today. I, Doug seems to be in a bad mood, and I just want him to be happy. That's yeah. all I want. Yeah, I am in a bad mood because the Hornets get an all-NBA caliber player on the same level all-NBA-wise as LeBron James, and they're either not going to be able to pay him enough money to convince him to stay, or they are going to pay him the money and plunge the franchise back into mediocrity for another four or five years. Usually I am considered the diva as we were setting things up for the podcast. I'm annoyed. I mentioned you. I, I mentioned to everyone that I want Doug's happiness over everything, and so I don't have a problem with this, but I am the one that's usually accused of being a diva. And Doug was saying, can somebody go make me a cup of coffee? That would make life a lot better. And in, of course, and just we're in a sitcom. We're living in a sitcom. I go to the kitchen and the coffee maker is no longer there. I'm exasperated. I'm irked. I'm galled. I'm ruffled. Ooh, ruffles. That's a great chip. We do have a Fire Friday in store for you today. Nada has decided to join the show as well. We appreciate your presence, Nada. I, I, you know what? When you tell me that you don't respect the rules of Uno, you do not respect my presence. You do not appreciate my presence. I don't feel appreciated right now, sir. We'll get to that later in the show. We have some, I don't know if it's breaking news, but it is to me. It's also breaking wrong news from the Uno Twitter account that they don't know how to play their own game anymore. We will get to that later on in the show. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson, LOH, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. Nada, real quickly, you do have a piece about Kimball Walker making the All-NBA team coming out uh, any time today, correct? By the time this episode releases, most likely it will be out. All right, so uh, do you want to tell us about it a little bit, or do you want to give us a little sneak peek? The hint is we'll be discussing this exact topic right now. And you'll get it all just in written form from Nada. So make sure you check that out. I'm sure Nada will tweet it out. I'll retweet it. I don't know if Doug will retweet it. I don't know if he's in a good enough mood to share I the wealth of to. his friends yet today. Raptors in six. That is almost that could play right, right? All right, anyways, we got Kimball Walker. It's a big topic. It's a big day. The Charlotte Hornets have an all-NBA player for the first time really since going back to the original Hornets days. Al Jefferson mm-hmm. did get an all-NBA nod when the Charlotte Bobcats were still in existence here with the team. But Kimball Walker gets the third-team all-NBA nod, and you get Bradley Beal and Klay Thompson on the outside looking in. I didn't think he was going to get it. First off, just initial reaction, how surprised were you to see his name listed there? Because I thought Bradley Beal, just based on... On the national NBA writers that you hear what you see they put it in written form you know Zach Lowe had him and Tim Bontemps on they released their all NBA teams both of them had Bradley Beal it just seemed like Beal was going to get it and I was surprised to see Kimba's name actually be on that list I was legitimately surprised as well I was one of those that was like okay this isn't going to happen Kemba's going to go take his four for 140 somewhere else and this was going to be a simple equation And come to find out, Kemba wins the thing. And now we have a whole bunch of folks that are trying to justify paying this man and keeping him here. I'm not a fan. Doug, were you surprised? 
Uh, no, actually, I wasn't because I know there are going to be some NBA heads that pick Beal, and they have their reasons for picking Beal, or they pick Clay Thompson because you know Clay Thompson is an elite level NBA defender. I understand that, but we saw also a lot of national storylines uh, saying that Kemba Walker is as important to his team as maybe any other player in the NBA, and and there was a, definitely a love fest for Kemba Walker this season and an appreciation for how great he's been and also how underpaid he's been. I know there are a lot of NBA writers that won't even participate in this vote. Rick Bennell being one. Right, because they they see the effect. But I wonder if there are reporters, if there are writers who participate in this and see Kimba Walker being underpaid for so long and in the back of their head say, (laughs) hey, maybe maybe I should vote for Kimba so that he actually gets what he deserves. Which is... The problem, right? I mean, yeah. which is part of not the if you're Kimball Walker. <laughs> no, of course not. But if you're Carl Anthony Towns, then maybe. Even though I know it wasn't a guard spot that was open, and we can get to the process later on. I was legitimately surprised, and you make good points because you're right. We did see a couple of national talking points on national shows about Kimball Walker, and so maybe I shouldn't be surprised as I am. It just seemed like everybody's opinion that at least I closely follow was going to go to Bradley Beal getting that nod, was going to go to Clay Thompson getting that nod, and Clay Thompson. You saw the video of him yesterday where he rolled his eyes at the very word Kimba. And as soon as he heard that name, he rolled his eyes and said, look, that's all fine and good. And I respect those guys, but they haven't been to five straight NBA titles. And so he's using the that's the only argument I need, Sean, argument. It's the one where LeBron James doesn't have the six titles, so he can't be compared to to MJ. Kimba doesn't have any titles, so he can't be compared to Clay. And look, that can go to the side. But I can understand having the opportunity to at least make an extra 30 mil that would come with that supermax contract i can understand being pretty angry about not getting that i will say i'm surprised that it wasn't closer between kimba walker and bradley beal who was who was right on the outside looking in i'll read you the full vote total so kimba walker got four votes for first team all nba 39 votes for second team all nba Mm -hmm. and 51 votes for third team all nba Brad Beal, one for first team, 31 for second team. Those are pretty close, but then only 34 for third team. So you can see a lot of people, there were almost 20 more votes for Kemba Walker at third team All-NBA. So we weren't surprised, or you weren't surprised, Nada, you and I were. Regardless of whether you were surprised or not, do you think he deserved it over Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson, just in your personal evaluation? I, at the risk of having everybody mad at me, I thought Beal was better. I thought Beal had a lot more trash to deal with on top of the fact that John Wall wasn't healthy, didn't play too many games, and I think Beal did a much more Herculean effort with the garbage he was handed than Kemba did. As an aside, though, I don't, I'm one of those people that thinks that if you don't make the playoffs, you really shouldn't be named as like one of the top 15 guys in the NBA, and that's just a personal thing. Yeah. I, want, I want to know who gave Devin Booker one vote for second-team All-NBA and one vote for third-team All-NBA. <laughs> that would I'd, be your enemy. That I'd pers- like to have a discussion with that <laughs> writer. It's, it's, not, it's not the person that gave Marvin Bagley a third-team vote. It's not the person that gave Sabonis a third-team All-NBA vote. Your personal enemy, Doug Branson, the enemy that he wants to destroy, is the person that gave Devin Booker any kind of All-NBA vote. I'll just say this. I love Rick, and I'm glad that Rick does not participate on, in this so that I don't have any suspicion 
position that it was Rick that did those votes because I would be very upset. Bradley Beal did have really good stats, and I probably was with you, Nada. You bring up some points about Bradley Beal and Kimba Walker being in very similar situations Mm -hmm. that Bradley Beal just had a roster that was awful around him. Kimba had a roster that was pretty awful around him himself. Awful and underwhelming. Yeah, you're, you're correct about that. Both of those guys had teams around them that did not perform well. However, Kimba did have a better record than the Washington Wizards did with his leadership over Bradley Beal. Now, Jeremy Lamb probably is the second best player if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. If you put him on the Wizards roster, I don't have a pro- I don't think you have a problem with Kimba getting it either. It's just asking who you would have if you had to, right? Like yeah, if- and that, and also Clay has a point. Like Clay's got a point too with everything he said despite the fact that he's salty that he just lost 30 million dollars clay has a point clay's like look i've made all this money again i've made the playoffs now granted as a third option but he's still one of the best defensive guards in the league he's one of those guys you can absolutely rely on to defend his position defend the opposing team's best wing at the same time I'd also like to know which writer in Miami-Dade County gave Dwayne Wade (laughs) a first-team All-NBA selection. This this is the kind of person that would want to do a jersey exchange with Dwayne Wade. He'd want to exchange a a flannel (laughs) coffee-stained shirt with Dwayne Wade. I mean, come on. This homerism. So Wait, so it's jersey blazer swap, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, coffee-smelling, coffee-stained blazer. We have a lot to get to just as far as the implications now. We all understand that with this this all-NBA nod that Kimba Walker gets, it also comes the possibility that he could be paid an $80 million million extra. And so I want to talk about the ramifications and what that means for the Charlotte Hornets and what it means for Kimba Walker. I want to take a break real quickly though and then we'll talk about that on the other side of the break before we take a break i want to tell you about untuck it dads come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and so should their shirts like tall short slim and relaxed ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day it can be hard for guys to pull off a casual untucked look that isn't sloppy that's where untuck it comes in untuck it is the solution that fits just right and their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend no tucking or tailoring required go to untuckit.com promo code nba to get 20 percent off that's untuckit.com and you can get a promo code nba to get 20 percent off we'll take a quick break we'll come back with what this means for the charlotte hornets next it's the loh podcast on the locked on podcast network this is locked on hornets you know golden state spent almost a minuscule amount of time with zero of their starters out on the floor. They had at least one out there the entire time. Four Hall of Famers. Yeah, they do. And so <laughs> you just you put just them anywhere. Have, you just have one out Stack there. Stack them up. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back to Mocked on Hornets. USA Today has the Hornets taking P.J. Washington out of Kentucky, sophomore forward 6'8". And Bleacher Report's Joe Tanzi has the Hornets taking Rui Achimura forward from Gonzaga. And a man in Marlboro, Massachusetts was shocked to find his home broken into, but nothing was missing. But the beds were made, the rugs vacuumed, and the toilets scrubbed. They even crafted origami roses on the toilet paper rolls. 
That sounded like our own version of a Sports Center update with the bed playing the way it did the entire time. It sounded like we are our own version of ESPN with that kind of update that we need to bring you the latest versions of any kind of mocked NBA draft. Get more information like that from LockedOnSports.com. I want to talk a little bit about the ramifications. It's the number one thing that we should be talking about because Mm -hmm. this is a huge deal now. It's funny. We recorded that podcast yesterday before the results were released. Yep. And I think a lot of that conversation, pretty much the entire podcast, it still was very relevant. I mean, it's just funny. I was using the $50 million example frequently, and now it just turns into 80, kind of enhancing that conversation of can Kimba turn down that much more money? And we talked about it a little bit, but now we know that Kimba is locked into at least the possibility of making 80 more million dollars than he could with any other team that he signs with. So, one, we all know that we wouldn't offer him the supermax, right? Like that. Not I. I don't know if what that's your exact, the article that that's okay. That's the article. Okay, so you're not giving him the supermax, even though we all very much appreciate Kemba. I, I think most people can understand that you can appreciate Kemba and love Kemba for everything that he's done for the franchise, and not think it's best for the franchise to offer him the supermax in every single way, and even one that is relatively close. I've seen a lot of people put it up there that yeah, you're right. The Hornets don't have to offer him. 35% of the salary cap and have it on an 8% accelerator. Wait wait wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you right there. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. He took a hometown discount. 100%. I, a lot of people are putting it out there that they technically don't, right? It, I'm kind of with you, though. Like I, No, again, that any argument that starts with they don't have to pay him the supermax to keep him is a false one and you can ignore it. Well, I mean, you can still make $50 million extra if you take a little bit less, but the the Hornets offer a little bit less than the full max. You could still make a lot more money than you would going to another team. By the way, people said that same thing about Nick Batum, that there were going to be plenty of suitors, that they would have to max him out to keep Mm -hmm. him. They almost did, but they still negotiated a little wiggle room with him. Uh, Very little, but you're right. I'm just saying, there was some negotiation there. Sure. true. No, and and people were right to say that another team would max him out. It seemed like Dallas. Why does Dallas want to keep taking our leftovers? Why do they want our sloppy seconds, man? Like it, it's, we, we almost uh, took one from them earlier in the season. Well, we tried we we tried to give him some value for that though. It was a trade, right? Like it was it was Harrison Barnes, is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I don't know what we've got going on with We're Dallas. Forever linked. We are forever linked. I so regardless, we we don't think it's smart business. We don't think it's a smart move to do that. But let's say that they are all in on Kimba, and let's say that they offer him the full max and. You know, however you want to take this discussion from there, whether you want to take it as if Kimba does take that money, or how do you entice him to keep uh, to stay here and keep that money with the plan that you have in place? What what are the options to do that? What are the options to make the roster better around Kimba, and what are the options to make Kimba tantalized enough to want to stay here? I mean, eighty million dollars is a really good starting point. I what's the roster construction look like though? That's the the roster construction is where. I kind of get worried because I know before the show, we threw out names like Blake Griffin. We threw out names like Gordon Hayward. So Gordon Hayward's an issue. All right, let's run down it. Yeah. So the the options I think that you can do to get the roster better, if you decide to go all in on Kimba, yeah. you trade young players and assets for a star player. That That's what you have to do at this point. Bradley Beal is always the one that we talk about. 
He's the one that comes to mind first and foremost, and I think that would be the one that would be ultimately worth it for a lot. You would have to give up a lot for him, but that would be the one. A couple of years left on his contract. It's a good deal to have Bradley Beal on. Now no Supermax in play. 100%. So both of those guys together, that would be worth it. Some other stars are out there. A Kevin Love is also thrown out there. That's a bad contract. If you were to ask me what's the number one thing I would hate most that the Hornets could do this offseason, it would be to sign Kimba at full max, at full Supermax, and to trade young assets to bring on Kevin Love. It'd be the number one thing I hate most. I have, I have another doomsday scenario for What's that? that? So I would ask, would you be more annoyed by a Kevin Love deal? Or would you be more annoyed by an Andrew Wiggins for Batum swap? Ooh. Um, Batum, Andrew Wiggins swap. I don't know. <laughs> I would hate both of them. You're right. That's a great question. I would hate both of them. I probably would hate the Wiggins-Batum swap more because you have Batum only for two more years. Like, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel for Batum. For Kevin Love... Paying him that much money to be your second star, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Kevin. Uh, I'm getting Kevin Love before I swap for Wiggins. Wow, I'm kind of surprised. There. I'm, that's what I'm doing. But anyways, I, I don't like either one of those scenarios. And you're right about that. Uh, Blake Griffin is interesting. You brought him up. So Blake Griffin, he's got three more years left on his deal. Thirty-six million average a year. Is that something that you'd be willing to take on? And what would the package going outward feel like to you? I think it's the best of the scenarios that we've run down so far because you're adding another all-NBA caliber player. Now, can he come back from injury, be healthy? We saw how limited Blake Griffin was uh, with with those injuries last season. I mean, he you know he was still able to accumulate enough stats to get all-NBA third team, but you know you take away his ability to drive and turn him into a shooter only, and it really limited what Detroit could do with him at the end of the season. I thought you had the best comparison ever by saying Blake Griffin's leg looked exactly like Rob Gronkowski's arm, the way that <laughs> yeah. it was braced up so much. It was, and, and, and you saw it, it you know, it, it, Rob's done, Gronkowski's done. And you're probably right that it's the best of any of the scenarios that we've talked about on or off air, but this is nothing new for Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's been injured at the end of really every single season that we can remember. And to, to keep Kemba... I think you have to present him a package that's better than any package that he's been beside since being with the Charlotte Hornets. So you have to do better than an Al Jefferson. You have to do better than a Nick Batum. You have to go big, and I think Blake mm. Griffin would be going big. Nada, what do you think about Blake Griffin? Here's the question. While Al Jefferson is probably the standard as far as running mates in terms for Kemba, how much better is Blake Griffin than Al Jefferson? Because at this point... Both knees are shot with Blake Griffin. You might have maybe a year, year and a half, and then you're stuck with a contract that you're not going to be able to move at that point. And then you're starting all over again. If we're talking, if, if we leave contracts out of this, just who is the better basketball player? They're at equal value. Who's the better basketball player? Then it's Blake. I, I still think it's Blake. Yeah, you think you're right about that. One thing that we do about this Al Jefferson, you guys are right to bring up Al Jefferson being the best player that Kemba has ever played alongside. But they were both at very different points when they both were at their peaks, right? Like even first all-star bid Kemba did not play with peak Al Jefferson. Peak Al Jefferson was third-team All-NBA. How good is 
peak Al Jefferson and peak Kemba Walker. That's a team that actually is enticing. But even still, that's what we're trying to go grasp here with one of these big stars. And I agree with you, Doug. That's what you got to go get. If you're going to keep Kemba, if you're willing to bypass a significant rebuild where that's the personal preference that I want, it seems like that's the personal preference that you guys want at this point in time, then you have to give him some type of real big star. And we're throwing all these names out there if we even want them. The thing is, are we sure even a lot of these other teams would accept some of the deals that we have? Because we don't have a ton of assets. Well, that that's true. And then what does Kemba and Blake and Miles Bridges and uh, the rest of the crew, is that an Eastern Conference contender or is that a first-round exit? I think that's a legitimate question that Kemba would have to ask himself. And he would also have to ask himself, what could I buy with $80 million? <laughs> and the answer is quite a lot anything that you want wait wait wait, Doug I want to hear what can we buy with 80 million dollars well so I did a little research on this what could you buy with 80 million dollars turns out you could buy three Falcon X jets for (laughs) for 80 million dollars for 75 million you could still have five million left over and so I'm thinking like (laughs) why not look there's no better way to entice a big three than to throw out an offer of your own jet Come on, Blake. You can have your own jet. <laughs> that would be the best interest of the Hornets to do that. Kimba Walker really just taking the $80 million aside. Like, look, maybe you don't offer Kimba the full max, but you say, Kimba, we promise we're going to do this with the $80 million that we save not paying you. We're going to make sure that we get all of these guys' jets, and we're going to entice them enough to come here. Oh, you, you know what? You made me think of something that, you know, could the Hornets somehow put together a, a package of players that would entice Kimba Walker to stay – and sort of in the in the similar way that that Pat Riley was able to go to the the big three in the Heat and say, look, we can go win a championship with this crew, but some people have to take some pay cuts. Could they do that with Kimba Walker? I'm not sure because of how long he's played with with such a miserable contract uh, relative to his production. 29 years old as well. It's yeah. It, this it, is his last big contract. Mm-hmm. Period. It, it, and it's going to be not only is it his last one. It. It's his only one in his career. Yeah. That, 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 was my whole, that was my whole point yesterday. You, you talk about Kimba Walker and these other guys who said that the money just isn't a driving force behind their decision. I think it has to be different. Uh, watching the jump yesterday, Kendrick Perkins and Byron Scott both talking about this situation. You know, Kendrick Perkins, not a guy that has made a lot of money in his career, kind of like Kimba. I don't think he hadn't made as much money as what Kimba Walker did, even with that kind of small yeah. contract. But Kendrick is like, look, man, like, we know, we think of Kendrick Perkins as one of the more competitive dudes, right? Like, yes. it, he's a part of your all back alley team we know that he's one of the more competitive dudes he was saying look I'm crazy competitive you have to go get your money at the end of the day this is a business right and I know that's a cliche but it's still true and you got to go get as much money as you possibly can to turn down 80 million dollars is a lot I think that rings extremely true yeah so listen to this we all know that uh, climate change is real it's a big deal and go outside right now Right, exactly. And so uh, you could make preparations to deal with the effects of climate change, not only for yourself, but for your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, because I just found out $30 million will buy you 124 years on a cruise ship, and you're safe out on that cruise ship. There's no flooding on a cruise ship. Well, well, well yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what about no, there's no flooding? You're out to sea. No, you're right. You it's can be- deal with it. It's so, better than a house. So 30, 60, so you could buy almost 300 years on a cruise ship now now the only question is like what about the food like are you gonna you're gonna have to stop at land and like food get food right 
I haven't thought this fully through, <laughs> but you could call it Kimba's arc. You could. You could. I would, right. I would. I would board Kimba's arc for safety. You brought up a name that I find interesting, not a Gordon Hayward. It two years, so only two. Yeah, thirty-three million on average. Is there any hope that Gordon is able to come back and be somewhat of the version that Gordon used to be in Utah? And the the thing that's interesting enough you might look at Gordon Hayward you see that he only scored 11 and a half points per game last season you know that he hasn't been the same since that injury he suffered just last year really five minutes into his debut with the Boston Celtics you might have an eyebrow raised thinking that's crazy talk why in the hell are we trying to go after Gordon Hayward you're probably right I find it worth the conversation because one I don't know if it would take as much to get a Gordon Hayward and you only have two more years left on that deal. There is somewhat of an out where you could still possibly have the tail end of Kimba's prime. That That's the only reason I throw it out there. Blake Griffin still, he's better. That's the situation you want, even if it is a little bit more money and it's three years. I get that. But that that's the reason why I think Gordon Hayward is interesting, at least to discuss. I don't know. I absolutely agree with you. I think Gordon Hayward, they're discussing with or without Kemba because I think Nick Batum at some point has got to go because it's just not working. It's a bad marriage, kind of like a max contra- contract and Kemba Walker for this franchise would be a bad marriage. At the same time, like I think Boston's going to look to dump him because if you're going to have to sign a Jalen Brown in, in a couple in a year or two, Tatum comes up in a couple of years. At some point, you're going to have to start thinking fiscally about this, and you have a lot of assets to play with. So if you can tell me that you can bring in a Nick Batum and possibly get another pick in this draft to add to the talent level of this team right now, you got to do it. Speaking of thinking fiscally. For $80 million, you could have 1,770 of your enemies killed. According to the Australian Institute of Criminology, a quality hitman comes in at $45,000. So over 1,500 enemies. That's a lot of enemies. A small army. Kimball Walker could take out a small army of people that, that have uh, ill wishes against him. Oh, okay, so just so, we, just so we're all clear, that was Doug saying that, FBI. He was in. He was the one intimating that we can have people killed. I am not a part of this. Leave me alone. To tell you guys what goes on around here during the show, we all have uh, an, an eye out now. Doug Branson is standing up so I can see him. He is behind the glass. It's what we have to do in our three-man show fronts. And Doug... As Nada's as talking, I look at him to make sure that it does he want to say something after Nada does. And he's got this very serious look on his face like he's got something for me. And I fall for it really every time. I'm like, all right, Doug's got something he wants to say very seriously. Go ahead. And that's what he comes out with. And that happens all too frequently. You can also, if you don't like the Hitman idea, you can also buy less than a percent of Apple. Really? Have you heard about Grip6? Their goal is to literally make the best belt that's ever been made. Grip6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, and even moms and wives. Ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. Grip6 is the only belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip6 has a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's Grip6.com. We'll be back on the other side of the break. 
This is Locked on Hornets. 10, Al Jefferson. 9, Anthony Mason. 8, Gerald Wallace. 7, Baron Davis. 6, Dale Curry. 5, Glenn Rice. 4, Muggsy Bogues. 3, Larry Johnson. 2, Alonzo Mourning. Nice. Number 1, top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. Thank you, everybody. The list is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back to uh, Mocked on Hornets, where we're pop mocking and dropping it all the way (laughs) to the NBA draft. Let's go out to Timberwolves.com, where they have the Charlotte Hornets. For some reason, they did a full NBA draft on Timberwolves.com. They've got the Charlotte Hornets taking Jackson Hayes, center out of Texas, number 12. I love the quote on this, too. It feels like the Hornets have taken a million big men over the years, and none have really worked out. Thanks, Timberwolves. Billy Williford from Fan Sided's All for Tennessee has an all-vols mock draft. He has Grant Williams at 25 to Portland, Admiral Schofield at 44 to the Hawks, and Jordan Bone, 59, to the Raptors. And It's, it's all volunteers. A man's life was saved in Omaha, Nebraska when the ambulance he was inside hit a pothole, stopping the heart attack he was having. Hmm. I love that people hmm. are still calling Myers Leonard hotshot. I saw him. Hotshot. Scroll along. I, I saw him roll along my timeline, and you get the, and you get to see Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard. Any time that he is referenced, people now will call him Hot Shot. I love that people are still doing that. We're starting the revolution, and I can't wait until broadcasters pick it up and don't give us credit for it, like uh, or the team itself picks it up and doesn't give us credit for it, like the uh, Miracle After Midnight. All right, what about Sky Miles? Yeah, I didn't get credit for that one either. No, a lot of things that you've said, you don't get credit for. You don't have money sometimes for that man, plays into my favor though, <laughs> <laughs> because some of them are lame. So well, some of them are wrong. Some of them are terrible. Unlike Raptors and Six, that's totally right. Also, I want to peel back the curtain one more time. As I was doing one of the previous reads, <laughs> Doug again behind the glass <laughs> made sure that I had a good angle at him where I could see him patting his belly the entire time that I was doing the read. And I got through it because I didn't look up, but he was staring very f- – mm-hmm. he was extremely focused in on mm-hmm. my eyes and looking at me in a very uncomfortable way while smacking his belly the entire time. Well, it's become a, a symbol of good luck for me. It's like you know rubbing the Buddha's belly, rubbing my own belly is good luck for me. Also, I'm testing your focus, so just making sure that you're the, at the top of your game because you are not only the pod dad, but you are the radio pro. The NBA process of voting for the All-NBA teams, is it fair to you guys? You have 15 players that make three of the All-NBA teams, but it is not literally the the best 15 players. It is based on position. I do find a problem with that. Rachel Nichols did her monologue on the jump about that. I completely agree. It seems like everybody agrees. Do you think the All-NBA voting process is fair based on that, or is there any other problem that you have with it? I have a problem dictating any sort of money, monetary value to this. And that's why I kind of put it on the NBA teams to write these in the contracts. Like, it starts there. More importantly, you're never going to get a body of a body of people to agree and take it without bias, and vote without bias, unfortunately. So just take the monetary stipulations out of it. Take it out of all, all the contracts and start doing this Supermax in a way that makes it smart. I actually love the money aspect of it all. I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it it gives uh, teams like the Hornets at least an opportunity 
to keep a player like Kemba Walker if they want to go down that road. Actually, I think, you know, I'm not going to cry for Clay Thompson not making third or you know, however many million extra that he, that he was going to make. I don't think you're going to get many regular people who are really going to have too many tears over that. What I have a problem with is attaching that monetary goal, but then also not recognizing that your own league is becoming positionless and for some reason staying with this idea of of putting centers and forwards and guards and not just recognizing hey let's let's just honor if we're going to make money a part of this let's honor the 15 best players in the league every year completely agree with that i 100% agree with that the thing that it is a conflict of interest for these guys voting for players that it does take money in and out of their pocket you know we can go to carl anthony towns who got 30 million dollars taken out of his pocket as an incentive written in the contract if he were to get all nba then that would bring him 30 more million dollars and that seems wrong to me like there is something unethical about that that stands out within me but I will say this. Well, but it was in the contract. He no. signed the contract. Why is that unethical? Well, I think it's unethical for some of these other cases as well. I mean, because it all it, because Brian Windhorst put this up, and I know Tom Haverstrow tweeted this out. Brian Windhorst said that these NBA players could bribe a lot of the voters. That he could bribe every single voter and still come out twenty million dollars on top if you paid every single voter a hundred thousand dollars. And so that is a little bit unethical when you invite. But that's not. We don't have any evidence of that happening. You can throw out hypotheticals for all kinds of things we don't have evidence of that happening yeah but these journalists ain't snitching on each other (laughs) there's another issue with it though and this is something i've i've heard mark spears talk about before you can get frozen out because remember these votes are public when the nba awards you're going to get frozen out if you don't vote for a certain guy and there's there's been cases of that happening and you get ridiculed if you don't make your votes public let's say that you don't want these votes public then that you'd get ridiculed for that and you get called a coward and i tend to agree with some of those but another reason it's unethical is because you have just genuine good dudes across the landscape of the nba like a rick Bennell who doesn't want to be a part of that as well and i argue that those are the very dudes that should be voting in all of this it, it is those that take away their vote that actually should be giving us their vote. So it's a very complex and, and situation in that way. But I understand why it might be unethical for a lot of people. You should just let me vote. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that. Would you get bribed, Doug? What would it take to bribe you? I hope you? so. What, what would it take for Devin Booker to get your vote for a first-team All-NBA selection? Oh, just a couple of mil. That's it? I thought it would be more. I thought it would be at least 10. To, well. get, to get Devin Booker... For you to vote for Devin Booker to be All NBA, no, Devin actually, Snooker, actually, I'll to. take fifty-one million. Fifty-one million, exactly. You, that is the draw four of no, NBA because prize. because he lo- he loves scoring fifty. <laughs> he loves scoring. He doesn't like winning fifty games. He loves scoring over fifty. So have him give me over fifty million dollars. As long as you share that with us, I have no problem with Devin that. Snooker. All right, remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Hornets, not Locked On Bucks, as it says on this read. Locked On Hornets. Yeah, I'll on the change new that. Himalaya podcast app and an ever expanding podcast world. You need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Hornets. We appreciate Gettimer.com Studios for housing us today. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We'll be back next week. We appreciate Doug joining us in what has been, it seems like a bad day. We appreciate Nada joining us and bringing the fire. We appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you tune in on Monday. I'm annoyed. <laughs>